Welcome to Life in Bites podcast, the place where you learn the art of finding your own rhythm because there is no such a thing like balance in life. I only believe in a good rhythm in your mind, body, emotions, relationships, soul, money, and time. I'm Cristina Popescu, the voice behind Life in Bites podcast, wife, mother of three, mindset, and holistic coach. And my only goal here in Life in Bites podcast is to bring you information you need to get started the motivation to keep you going and to cheer you up when you reach your goals. So please let me know in a comment below or in any other way, how can I serve you today and in each episode of Life in Bites podcast and invite your friends over so we all grow and celebrate together. We have here today with us Noor Al-Zaman Abu Shair, the founder and the managing director of Arabic is Simple, a company that teach Arabic culture and language to not natives who work with refugees in order to build communication among different cultures. And she also is a culture mentor for Arabic people to teach the Arabic community the Dutch culture in order to integrate faster in the society. Welcome to Life in Bites, Noor. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Christina. We know each other for years already, right? Almost yes. two years? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think so. If 2020 still counts, yes, two years. <laughs> Yeah, I think it counts as a half year, let's say that, <laughs> or just a year that's passing very fast. Exactly. You feel exactly. it and you don't feel it somehow. It's just weird. <laughs> I know you and I met you in, um, in basically a business incubator. And I remember when I first saw you, I was like, who is that girl who speaks so well English? And when I realized that you have a refugee background, I was like, okay, I need to know her story. So we finally have you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I was supposed to be uh, with you on uh, your podcast like a year ago, right? Yes. And then life got hectic and yeah. everything happened. So finally, we're here. We're doing it. <laughs> nice. Yes. Everything happens with a reason and at the uh, right time. I believe that. Yeah. So tell us who you are. Where do you come from? And where are you going? You have a okay. wide story. So please tell us about yourself. Yeah, well, I'm Noor Al-Zaman, Abu Shair, but uh, people call me Noor because it's like the shorter version of my name. I'm 29 years old. Uh, I am currently a Dutch citizen, officially. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Uh, but uh, I am originally a Palestinian refugee who was born in Syria to a Lebanese mother. Uh, and because of this diversity I have in my blood, I have been named a refugee since the day I was born. And since that, I actually moved to the Netherlands five years ago. I emigrated, technically, to the Netherlands, and I have uh, seeked asylum uh, in here. I granted it after a year and a half almost, and I started living my life here and building it technically from zero uh, until I reached today that I have uh, started my own business in the Netherlands uh, at the beginning of 2020. Um, after I won first place uh, with the incubation program that uh, where we met. And um, now I am uh, the managing director of Arabic is Simple, like you introduced me, uh, to teach uh, non-native speakers the Arabic culture and spoken language uh, to help them communicate more with refugees in order uh, to bring more help to this world, to the people who need it. I know you have a special story behind why uh, you started in the first place the company Arabic is Simple. Do you want to tell us? Yeah, well, for me personally, uh, my life has been a series of movement between uh, three countries, that is Syria, Lebanon and Iran, because these were somehow the only three countries that I am allowed to enter. 
So uh, I've learned from a young age how to actually integrate in a new society. Uh, therefore, when I came to the Netherlands, first of all, the trip that I took, I, I took an illegal trip by boat and I had to walk for 15 days through Europe, taking buses, trains and crossing borders illegally. And during all of this, I have learned so much that the culture and the communication in our life is something very important. So if we understand a little bit about each other, and if we speak a little bit of each other's language, maybe we can get someplace better than where we are today. And this is like the general main idea of starting my business. Of course, I have many purposes in Arabic is simple, but this is like the main one. Communication is just a strong tool that everybody needs to learn more about and need to start using it in order to bring more peaceful and happy life, let's say, because there's a lot of uh, bad things happening in the world not just now, not just 2020, but from a long time ago. So maybe if we shift our focus and if we shift our thinking to the positive things, maybe things start to change to better. Yes. And I also remember um, you, I've heard you telling the story, I think in another podcast or in the preparation for uh, Mosaic Channel, right? Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> you were walking or you were in the night and then someone spoke your language. Tell us that story. I want to hear that one. That was that was a story in my business pitch to, uh, to introduce oh, yeah. my business idea. Um, well, the story happened um, 2015. Um, I was it. It was actually very dark. I cannot until today. I cannot remember the specific time or date for it, but I remember that I was somewhere in Europe on the border with another country. And we were just like a group of 50 people or around 50 people um, walking and just trying to find our way. It was raining so hard, as I remember. It was very dark and you just don't know where you are. <laughs> and, and suddenly we just like out of nowhere, we have this Red Cross car that just stops in front of us suddenly. And a blonde European tall man just came out from it. and. He was speaking Arabic, weirdly, because, you know, he, he looks European, but he's speaking Arabic. And he was just uh, saying to us, like, it's okay, we're fine, do, we're going to take you to a safe place. And all of that was in Arabic. So we, as a group of people who are lost in the middle of nowhere, with an aim to reach somewhere, suddenly felt very safe. Only because he used few words in our language, despite that if it was perfect or not. He just said those few words and we trusted him and we actually walked behind him. And there was an old woman also with us that he put her in the car to help her as well because she couldn't walk anymore. And then he actually led us to the safe space where we can continue our journey, where we know where we are. And all of that happens because of few words in my mother tongue. So. Imagine if these words were in his own native language or if they were uh, in English or any other language other than Arabic. Yeah, it would help. We will understand, but we will not have that same safety feeling. We will not have that same trust feeling to follow him because you're in the middle of nowhere. And how can you follow someone you don't know in the middle of nowhere? You went exactly. out of the country because of the war. 
Exactly. Yeah. It's, so with, with bad history, uh, bad past, let's say, and the current situation was not very good, let's say it was not ideal. And just someone popping up from Red Cross in front of you, speaking Arabic to you. Yeah, you will go after him and you will just keep going and trust this person. So from this story and many other stories that has like happened in this period of time, whether during the journey or after the journey, like the period I am here in the Netherlands, many stories just prove to me more and more that really communication and language is something very beautiful. Yes, it is. I, I get goosebumps every time because I remember I moved into the Netherlands five years ago, but not as a refugee, as uh, willingly. As a Romanian, I came here with my family and I couldn't speak English or Dutch. I just had to taught myself English and I'm still learning Dutch. And that um, when sometimes I would hear people speaking Romanian on the street, I was just instantly looking for them and they were already like a gone. magnet. Yes, yeah. it's like, that's my language. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, I totally understand you. It, that's a beautiful, beautiful story. And it's uh, an inspiration every time when I listen to you because we hear on Life in Bites podcast, we speak about mental health and we see every time that mental health is influenced by so many things. It's like, it's, it's holistic, basically. We have the mind, body, emotions, relationships, time, language, communication. We are basically a whole, whole thing. So I want to tell you, to take you uh, to the next step after you came to the Netherlands, how was for you to just be here Keep in mind, uh, because we talk about mental health, uh, how was for you to be here in the safe place? What happened with you after you finish your journey? If you can go into the journey and talk about it, it's fine. If it's not, it's not. Um, and then tell us how it was for you to arrive here in a safe place, because we know that mental health happens in any direction when we finally feel safe. So feel free to share what you are free to share. Well, arriving here and just like, actually realizing that I am here in this country because before I took the trip I I decided of course that I'm taking this trip I'm doing this and I've decided mm -hmm. that on my own and uh, I have left telling only my father I didn't even tell my mother because of course she was going to stop me uh, and uh, then from that moment because I did some searching googling and stuff I knew that I want to be in the Netherlands I don't know why it was why? just a feeling okay just a feeling and plus i really like the sound of the language let's say that <laughs> well you are one of the very few people that i hear that <laughs> yeah it was it was oh, yeah. a coincidence actually because i i went to youtube and i started uh, just like searching for songs from all over europe and just listening to the sound of the language and i heard a specific song in dutch that is called hittes in nacht uh, for husmi Vest. Uh, and somehow I just felt, oh, I, I really like the sound of this language. I really want to learn this language. I'm going to the Netherlands. I made my decision. And later, of course, I figure out what song it was. And now it's my favorite song because it's I believe the thing you. that got me here. Uh, so I took the trip. I went through uh, the hard trip, let's say, which somehow... Um, I always say to people when they ask me, how did you feel when you were in that trip? What, how did it feel like? For me, it was an adventure. Let's say that, let's be mm -hmm. honest. Because if I think about it as it's an illegal, dangerous step that, uh, that I might die or I'm, I'm going nowhere, I would not have been here. Mm -hmm. I would not have 
reached to the Netherlands. But no, I took it like, okay, I'm going on an adventure. Okay, I don't know when I'm going to be there, but at some point I will be in the Netherlands. And the moment that I arrived, I remember I was on a train illegally, <laughs> of course. I paid my ticket, but I didn't have yeah, the That was the next question. How in the world did you get in the Netherlands illegally on the train? <laughs> you need a ticket. I, have, I had a ticket. Like I found someone in Germany to buy me a ticket. <laughs> okay, okay. And then I took, it for, I took a train from Germany to the Netherlands and I was just like so scared because I don't want to stay in Germany. I want to reach to the Netherlands. And there was this nice lady. I still remember her face. Uh, she was like, talking to me and we're having conversation and then suddenly she was like where are you from i was like mm, that's a very <laughs> triggered question at this moment uh, she might give me to the police she might uh, let me go i don't know i don't know these people i don't know how they think i don't know where i am so i just like i was like mm, i'm a refugee and she was like where are you going i'm like to the netherlands and she said well now you are in the netherlands because I don't know the roads on the train, so I don't realize. And there are no borders in this continent, yes. which is amazing. I'm like from the Middle East, it's all borders and it's all armies yes. and stuff. Yes. So I, that was the first moment that I have cried, but it was tears of happiness. Like I didn't cry, I didn't feel anything for more than three weeks. And then suddenly I started crying out of happiness. And then I started looking outside and the Netherlands was like so green. I lived yeah, in Lebanon rainy. for a while. <laughs> it's rainy and green. And I was like, I lived in Lebanon and Lebanon in the Middle East, they call it the green land. So I was like, it's not green. This is a green land. This is the real green land. And an amount of happiness just like I arrived, I achieved, I did it. At that moment, I just grabbed that feeling and I kept it with me until today. And I'm just gonna keep it with me as long as I'm here. Because whatever happens, bad or good, I did it. And that's yeah. the most important part. You and after it. that, you know, you go through procedures, you go to, as it says, which is camps, and you go to uh, many places. So I moved a lot. I moved among a lot of camps in the Netherlands for almost a year until mm -hmm. I settled finally in a place called Wirt, where mm -hmm. it's uh, near Eindhoven. Uh, yeah. It's kind of there, on the other side of the country from where you are now. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I, I technically moved <laughs> for the whole Netherlands in one year. But when I settled over there, I was like waiting for my procedures and my papers to keep going. And I didn't have anything to do. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I'm, I'm sitting in a room. I don't have family. I don't have friends. I'm in a new society. I don't speak the language. I speak English. And Dutch people are so nice because when you speak English to them, they speak back English. Yes. This is very nice. It's very I did nice. not see that happening in other European <laughs> countries through my journey. I yeah. don't think so. <laughs> Some and people also, just don't you, answer you. If you try to learn Dutch, that's not so helpful after a while because you don't switch in Dutch. Because <laughs> yeah. everyone speaks English here. <laughs> exactly. So it, it was a good communication thing. Yes, it is. There is a communication link between me and the others yes but I was like okay what what to do now like I just have to wait because I don't know my destiny I don't know my future am I gonna stay are they gonna take me or reject me ship me back live in I it's like vague 
So I was like, okay, I'm just not going to think about this. I am very sure that it's going to just keep going and just do something. And like I said, I'm very convinced from a long time that communication in language is something very, very big. So what I did is I actually went to the people who are responsible in the camps. They call them COA in here. Mm -hmm. And I know that they work from eight in the morning till five. So I found myself a job without payment. I went there and I stood the whole time translating between Arabs and Dutch people in English and between Afghani people and Dutch people in Farsi. So I, because I speak Farsi, Arabic and English. So I used that to help people. And I had a job for a year without payment. Uh, I just awesome. kept myself busy and helping people kept giving me like motivation. And I was seeing all the people around me, sad, scared, which is true, I am too, but it's you have two choice in this situation. You had a purpose, condition. and that make, yes. made you different. Yes, the purpose exactly. to do something and don't give up and just sit around for a year without any yeah. purpose. Exactly. So when you have that, you just go for it, or else you just sit and feel sad and do nothing and just feel sad and nothing change. Yes. So no, I decided to keep going with the way, going uh, among your purpose and just keep doing what you feel like to do because I'm here. <laughs> and that's that's so important. I will stress out a little bit on uh, on this with purpose because when we talk mental health, the key to everything, to keep your sanity, especially in the, in the time when we, everything is weird. We are about to start the school next week again for two weeks because it's holiday and we don't know if after the holiday they still go to school it's like one day at a time and then when you when i now listen to your story and i see that back then when you had no idea what is going on at least now with the virus you have the news but back yeah. then you had not even the news you didn't have any idea if you will stay and yeah. what would happen if they ship you back and it, it was constantly unknown and that thing finding a purpose do something not just sit around uh, feeling sorry for yourself that was basically what kept you and kept your mental health and your sanity right exactly exactly i'm not saying it's easy it's it's definitely not an easy thing to do but you just have like as a person you just have to think at some point, okay, you are on your own. You're the one who creates your happiness and you're the one who creates your sadness, not the people around you. Yeah, people around you can be a part of it, but you are the main one. Yes. So if you can control yourself, you can control your soul, your spirit, your thoughts, your mind, then technically you can control everything around you. Exactly, because basically what you think will influence what you, at the base base is what you believe, as being true and you just believe that that's that's your country right the netherlands is your country you are in the yeah. right place no matter how long it takes you are in the right place and you will get yeah. there eventually and then the way you think influence the way you feel and then all the choices and actions after so you are another proof of this theory because when i first discovered it it was living with ptsd and i was like how can i stop this as you know yeah. we get triggered a lot and I realize I can stop just when I believe that I am in the right place, no matter the situation I am in, and I can control my thoughts. And that sure. was everything shifted, everything. The way we feel, because as you said, we can sit and feel, feel sad, but we, while we sit, we think we are sad, so we get sad. It's like, yeah, exactly. That, that's <laughs> so amazing to hear from a real life story 
this uh, this theory. And then what happened after that year, when you were well, basically um, doing your practice? You know, in the Netherlands, you don't need the diploma if you have enough uh, if enough hours of practice, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's true. But it it wasn't my aim to be like you know that doing this thing. I was still looking for my mm-hmm. for my options. Let's say. Well, after that, I just like. Um, did my interviews and I got my residency, which was very nice. And then I actually moved again. I got like a small, tiny apartment in a village called Brilla. And weirdly, Brilla was the first camp I was in when I entered the Netherlands. And it was the place where I lived for two years before moving to Rotterdam and here where I am. So uh, there, you know, it's completely a new life because you have this differences between villages and cities in the Netherlands. Villages are so quiet and cities are just so cities. (laughs) Yeah. So I am a person who is used for her life to live in a capital, to live in the city. So there's always like high buildings and people and crowds and stuff. And suddenly I found myself in the middle, like nowhere, (laughs) South Holland. (laughs) very quiet at seven o'clock you don't hear anything in the street <laughs> yep so not again, even the dogs nothing not even dogs bark, bark here. <laughs> nothing. <That's weird>. yeah. <laughs> so again you just start feeling okay this is a new step i still have nothing i still don't know anyone i still don't have a network i still don't know the language so i still lack a lot of things but for sure now i know that i am staying here so Let's start doing something about it. Yeah, you feel sad sometimes. You feel lonely sometimes. It's okay. For me, personally, what I tell myself, feel it. Take your time with it, but just don't get stuck in there. Exactly. Have a tea with your feelings. Yeah, so just move on. Feel joy, feel happy, feel sadness, feel lonely. Feel feel them all. It's feelings. It's normal. This is us. This is a human. (laughs) Exactly. And we cannot feel one happiness everything awesomely feeling without the other ones yeah cannot you cannot simply. actually get stuck in one of them whether yeah. it was negative or positive don't get stuck in one feeling just keep going and experience all the feelings that you have inside of you exactly. because they're all nice somehow so that was the moment where i decided okay time to learn the language and time to do something about it you know so i took myself for two years like studying dutch trying uh, to learn dutch <laughs> It is not an easy language to say. It's it is like a weird language because it's like a combination of combination of everything and just put the words together and have one one sentence long word. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And in the meantime, where I was doing like my Dutch courses, I was trying so hard to do voluntary work, and I was also trying so hard to get my parents in the Netherlands because I I all something some feeling is lacking inside of me that I'm not feeling safe for my parents. I'm not feeling safe for my family. Mm-hmm. I am here. I have to get them here. So I put that idea in my mind, which is, by the way, a very, very difficult process in the Netherlands. All, most of the people around me, they're still trying until today to get their family. And I was able to only because I was just working so hard to do it. And I believe that I can do it. And it just happened. Now they are here, living well, in the Netherlands. It just happened after a lot of work of course, and it believing took three years. and pushing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it took so three years. <laughs> yes, that that yeah. is just happened in the Netherlands. You know, if it takes three years instead of ten, it's awesome. It's like just happened. <laughs> yeah. So 
and now my dad also has the Dutch nationality and I feel That's very awesome. comfortable for them. And it's just keeps going. I'm not gonna deny saying, okay, I'm always this energy and I'm always this happy. No, I do have my down moments. I am, I suffer from depression from two years and mm -hmm. I have been recognized also with PTSD, uh, which I have waves coming to me. But like mm -hmm. I said, I try so hard not to get stuck in that feeling. I feel exactly. it, but then I move on because it also, needs to keep going. And also you can be depressed and not stay in depression. I mean, yeah. depression is basically a chemistry, uh, imbalanced chemical in the brain. And then it's a choice. I was also depressed with and even suicidal. And I remember the day when I decided to leave, it was like a decision. And then whatever came after, it was that decision that I made that day that I will do whatever it takes to just move on, sit, like you say, sit with everything that comes, but yeah. sit for a while and then say goodbye and move to the next one. Because yeah. yeah, after every sad and down feeling, there is a beautiful and happy feeling for a while. Definitely. And then it comes again. It's like Definitely. life is one bite at a time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. That's, yeah. I told you, like, I really like the name of your podcast. It's just so accurate let's say <laughs> thank you basically that's the the main of this podcast because i realized for many many years i thought that the main goal in life is to be to just feel happiness and joy but happiness and joy comes after sadness and down and it's also always like that and when i've learned and accept that it was like a switch in my mind and then i could empower other people and every time I listen a story it's the same old story one after the other yeah. one after the other and that is true. how it was for you to go into the business world into the Netherlands <laughs> that's something that I still work on yeah. right everything is different from of course culture yeah. to everything so yeah. how did you went into the business world why business why was not you I mean, why wasn't enough just to have a job? Why business? What you know, is that when, fire? Yeah, when you just like move from a place that you have very limited option. I'm an Eastern woman. So mm -hmm. my options are very limited. You are Eastern East. and woman. Yes. So that's like a very, and Palestinian refugee. So that's like, wow. <laughs> that's like, Yes, so you yeah, a you'd... combination of three things that actually determine your life how it's going to be, mm -hmm. and then suddenly, not suddenly, after a lot of hard work and after the whole story I told, you find yourself in a place where you can do anything, where you can be anything, and that was a very confusing stage for me because I'm yes, like, we stay a little bit here because when you got the yeah. question, what do you want to do? And I'm Romanian and I'm yeah. a woman. And we are in Europe, but it's actually like we are outside of the Europe because we don't have choices. I mean, we don't know that we have choices. We have, but we don't know that. And when I arrived here, I was like, what do you want to do? And what do you want to be? And I was like, huh? Yeah, exactly. What are you talking about? So please stay here and tell what happened with you when you got like, what do you want to do? I was very confused because <laughs> I was, I was, I am technically able to do anything I want. And when I say anything, it's anything. Yes. So I started like trying to discover my options because there are a lot of options that I don't even know about that they exist. Exactly. You don't so even like, know they have a name. Yeah. <laughs> you can do that? Really? Okay. So I started exploring and um, 
I do have I did have my own work experience in the Middle East, but let's be honest, for me it felt like it's worth nothing in here because it's it's completely different culture. It's a completely yes. different society, different way of thinking, different laws, different everything is different. Everything so my is experience is technically zero work-wise, but on a personal level, it is good. So I have to use that because that's a benefit for me. But how do I use it? Applying to job in the Netherlands, and it's it's a very hard process for the Dutch people themselves. It's and, like swimming uh, in a frozen ocean. Yeah. So how yeah. about uh, a, sh a short, because I'm short, also a short refugee, and the Dutch people are very tall. <laughs> a short refugee trying to find a job in this company that has no experience at all. So that was also like, hmm, there's something need to be done about it. And then, like, I started working and I started being, a, I, I taught Arabic in Amsterdam for two years. Um, I also started teaching Dutch for Arab people because my Dutch, like, grammar became very good. Uh, I started writing books about grammar and uh, how to understand the Dutch grammar and the Arabic language. Uh, and it was going good. And then I was like, okay, apparently I do have a passion. I have a passion for writing and I have a very big passion for teaching. I love teaching. We know that. We know yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, by coincidence, I just on Facebook saw forward incubator uh, advertisement and I was like, build your own business in the Netherlands. Hmm. Hmm. That can That's be a really a... nice option. I can do that. <laughs> do I have, am I allowed to do that? Yeah. It's not, am I capable of, it's not a self-questioning process. No, it's a situation processing. So yes. I, I can do that. Really? Let's try it. <laughs> so I went, I joined and I met you as well. Uh, it was four to five months. And then I pitched my idea. And I won first place and I was like, I am launching my business. And I launched it. And it's going pretty good now. <laughs> and you did. I remember, yeah. I remember in the forward incubator that um, that cohort, it was so special because there are a lot of men applying. And in the Netherlands, you have extra opportunities if you are a woman. Yes. Because <laughs> you are a woman. <laughs> Yes, exactly. I, I remember seeing you on the stage and I was like, what is going on in her mind? She's a woman and she's special because she's a woman in a culture that, you know, you are a woman. So it's, yeah. it, we, uh, Dutch society work hard to get the woman equal at least. And I was thinking, what is in her, you know, Middle East brain? <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember when they were like, we need more women on the stage. I was thinking, what is in, you were there with Masa, what is in their mind? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And we were the only two women in the whole yes. program in, in Rotterdam. So that exactly. was also a very unique thing. Exactly. So let's use that. Let's benefit from that. That's good. <laughs> and how that felt like when you realized that you are like special because you are a woman in a country, coming from a country where you are nothing because you are a woman. How was that? It, it's shifted already in your mind or it's loading? Not completely. No, not okay. completely. It's still ups and downs. You know, it's a process that you have to get used to it and you have mm -hmm. to live with it. Mm -hmm. And uh, the more I learn about the society, the more I feel like, okay, I, I really, I really belong here in my way yes. of thinking, in my mentality and the things that I wanted to do and I wasn't able to before. And um, also just... Uh, is to prove that communication can be a very nice tool. I have married a Dutch person last year as well. So we, 
Yeah, we were like, do communicate. <laughs> you do <laughs> in communicate. In a weird in way. Which, in which language <laughs> do you speak? Well, it's a mix. Like, English is the main one. Uh, I speak okay. Dutch sometimes, but he has this Rotterdamer accent, and I don't oh, understand him all definitely. the time. So I'm always like, what, Zichia? What did you say? <laughs> sometimes because he's also learning arabic with me whatever <laughs> is simple sometimes arabic so we're just mixing all of them so now make the sense why you are so captivating when you have lessons together on youtube i'm like i, I had no idea he's a dutchman i thought he's, okay. arabic. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. pronouncing after her well He's 50% from Curaçao, so that's why he, okay. he looks a bit Arabic. Everybody, like my friends, when they see him, they just like say hello to him in Arabic language. And then I'm like, mm, no, it's mm. Dutch. That's me. Yeah, <laughs> Arabic for me. Yeah, so you were a quite strong um, stamp there in the family, right? People, it's so amazing to see how people uh, associate your family as being Arabic because of you. And that's powerful because you are a woman and you just self-empower yourself, basically, uh, to just go for it. And now you are kind of the, uh, how to say, the hero, maybe not, but the the popular one, let's say. <laughs> and that's, that's awesome because you are, I mean, I know the culture that you come part of it but it's really similar with my culture I remember when I decided I was nine when I decided that I'm going out of that village when I was born because I am a woman and I don't want to have the life of women there and yes. everyone thought I'm crazy and I was the first one who got out uh, of that city went to the school and did something with my life nice so nice. I, I do recall recall that and now looking at you I'm like she did it yes <laughs> <laughs> like from the other from the other side you know as yeah. being a woman is not something so cool yeah. it's so awesome it's awesome and now you work um you basically you are the bridge between cultures right between yes. any kind of culture who wants to speak arabic and arabic people who wants to integrate in the netherlands yes. how is that how that feels like beautiful <laughs> well, it's, just so, a bit. it's it's beautiful because when you see when my students, uh, my Dutch students just come in the lesson to me and tell me, hey, I was yesterday with a refugee and we spoke a little bit Arabic and then all of the other process of work went way better than before. I just feel happy because I feel like I actually built that bridge between them and now both of their process or work is going in a better way, not yes. just for the Dutch person to communicate, but also for the Arabic person who is probably waiting for his paper as in, at some camp. Um, so it just feels so happy. Or when I'm just like talking to Arab people and telling them this, oh, did you know that in Dutch culture, they do this and that instead of this and that? And it's just like the shock, you know, the cultural shock yes. becomes more it's of a, a happy cultural shock, not a depressing cultural shock. So yes. it's just beautiful. Which is, is beautiful <laughs> and it is empowering to see that uh, you know we in europe you are we are used like we have refugees oh poor people but when every time when i meet you guys is working in for for her incubator is like every time when i meet you i see the same resilience and strength and just let's keep going attitude yeah. it's like whatever is there and whatever it and sometimes i feel like we europeans you are we are more like oh poor us when something hit us but when we compare with you it's like whoa yeah <laughs> life is awesome 
And it's, exactly. it's amazing to see that fire inside of you that got you here and, well, got you here safe and alive. Yeah. That's the first thing. And just see it how keep you moving, basically. It's, it's awesome. Because yeah. you learn awesome. from it. You, you, just, you just have to learn. No matter what your life looks like or what is your experience, you're in the Middle East or in Europe, the life around you presents a lot of things for you. So exactly. try to learn and you'll be filled with that fire. Yes, and that's so amazing. What would you say to women who listen? Maybe teenagers, because we live now a crazy time. It's like we have no idea what is next. What would you say to people who listen, especially women, teenagers? Uh, what would you say as a woman who you went through so many things? whatever you want. If you want something, just go for it, no matter what. When a consequence happens, when a problem happens, solve it at that moment. But just go, take the step, go for it. <laughs> and keep moving. And keep That's... moving forward, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so amazing. Thank you so much, Noor, for, for being with us today. We will have in the description below all the information where you can meet Noor, where you can learn Arabic if you want, uh, where you can teach, well, ask her about the Dutch culture. <laughs> Yes. Well, thank you for having me, Christina. I really so enjoyed this interview. You are so welcome. You are welcome to come back and empower women and people. And because you are living proof that everything is possible if we put our minds to. And that's thank so you. inspiring. Thank, thank you again you. for being with us.